You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command Podcast. What's up? What's happening? I'm Craig Hoffman back from Las Vegas. That is Logan Paulson. You never left. No, didn't leave. Didn't go anywhere. How was Vegas? Vegas was awesome. Um, we had a tremendous three days of radio shows. We had a great time. Got to meet a bunch of people. Um, it, it's always great being on a radio row, as you know, being at these NFL events, whether it's the combine, whether it's the senior bowl, whatever, like these people that you may talk to on the phone or you may text with, or you may have on a show and you finally get to meet them in person. And so that, that was really fun. Um, you know, Bomani Jones and I kind of had that conversation on the air, which is a lot of fun. Uh, we were just talking about how like that for Bo and I, like we, he's been on my show a bunch, um, you know, and is, is a great guy that I've gotten to know over the years, but like we never actually met in person. And so we were talking about kind of that phenomenon, uh, not only with each other, but with so many other people. He had a great line talking about like the, how'd you get my number crew? I uh, <laughs> met a lot of those uh, for the record, uh, as, as we established, Bomani gave me his phone number. Um, but a lot of people you get texts from, you're like, how'd you get my number uh, right. when you're, you know, in this business, but that is, uh, that's the fun of a, a place like radio row. Um, so it was a great time and, and all of our stuff is on YouTube and in, in the Hoffman show podcast feed, if anyone wants to check it out. Um, but came back, watch the Super Bowl, talk about that to get things started here. And then we will get into some of the staffing decisions that have been made for the commanders as Dan Quinn spend some time building out his staff here in DC, but Logan, uh, Patrick Mahomes, what more can you say? Like third Super Bowl win, yeah. third Super Bowl MVP. Uh, numbers going into the final. He had 68 yards passing going into that final drive before halftime. He ends with 333, two touchdowns. Um, Kelsey had one catch for one yard in the first half. He has 93 for the game. Just those two figure out ways and big moments to do it again. And here we are with the Chiefs hoisting the Lombardi. Yeah, and that was kind of like the thought going into the week. It's like, you know, here's these, here's maybe the best team in football in San Fran in terms of roster, just depth and things like that. 
But I, I just couldn't bring myself to pick them to win the game because of Patrick Mahomes and what he does. And, I, you know, it's just it, every time I watch them play, it just shows you how important. Even San Francisco, like Brock Purdy had, a, I think, a solid performance and did some of the things I'm going to describe here, just not to Patrick Mahomes level. And he's the guy that is becoming like an adjective in his own right, you know, Mahomesian and all this kind of stuff. And so just, you know, the draft's coming up. There's lots of quarterbacks, you know, that we're going to be looking at. And just the ability for him to create when the structure of the play is not there is just unbelievable. And the fact that him and Travis Kelsey have this incredible report, I know I'm not saying anything incredibly novel here, but I think back to uh, two years ago when I was watching a lot of Kansas city film, getting ready for EB to come in. And I just was like, he is special in that way. And in the biggest moments when the lights are brightest, like he gets it done. And so it, there's a, there's a magic to it. You know, sometimes he's extending plays when he shouldn't, but you live with that. Because when he does it in the biggest moments, it ends up paying off for you. And I just think like having that playmaking piece is so incredibly vital. And then obviously the chemistry he's got with Travis Kelsey in particular is tremendous. So, Yeah, I think what actually winds up getting underrated about Mahomes is what he does on schedule um, or how he recreates the schedule at times. And what teams have done over the last couple of years is played a lot more shell against them because they got so terrified Mm. of Mahomes deep. And especially when when Tyreek was there, but still a lot of – a lot of teams play them that way to make sure that they don't get beat over the top um, because Mahomes is so ridiculous with what he can do with his arm. And the way last night, like, and I thought Kyle did a great job. Uh, I think it was on that that fourth quarter drive where they ultimately tie the game. But he, Kyle called that timeout because Wilkes kept putting, as most defensive coordinators do, like, hey, well, let's just play kind of the sticks. And Kansas City is so good at just like, run four yards, turn around, bang, yeah. run four yards, turn around, bang. And like, they just know in those moments, the the timing to maximize that play of getting, and it, it's little, like there's obviously so many sexy plays in the game, but like those types of things, the ability to understand, if I get the ball there, now my guys can have a chance to turn and get up field. Like there isn't this need to throw the ball as far as I possibly can but always know that I can, and that threat is going to open up a lot of other stuff. And I think that's in a lot of ways the magic of Mahomes and Kelsey is that that yeah. chemistry has turned up to 10. But you see it with MVS last night. You see it with a bunch of other guys last night where they're just able to get yards. And, you know, specifically in that, the the what ultimately winds up being the game-winning drive, I mean, the clutchness of that is ridiculous. Yeah. They convert fourth down, multiple third downs. He's eight of eight. That's the most completions I think he's ever had without a completion on any drive in his career. And it's in overtime to win the Super Bowl. Like, and that's the thing when we, if we were going to talk about it through the lens of other teams, like, I don't know that you can recreate that. I don't know if they're chasing that is worth it because he's one of one. Like he is the guy of this generation. There's one per generation and he's it. Yeah, no, I think that's a hundred percent right. And I think that's why you're always chasing that elite quarterback, but you said it, man, his composure, like he can do whatever, you know, his ability to understand, you know, he had a hard time with this. What was that two years ago? You know, kind of everyone started moving to shell and they had a really hard time kind of being patient. And now you see him evolve. And I think that's the thing, you know, like I'm doing all this draft eval stuff and you remember that every player is a projection and the thing that you, that you cannot project or you want to project the most, in my opinion, is just like what they could be, but it takes a special person to kind of, actualize that you know the ability to say hey man we're getting this certain coverage structure i'm okay hitting the five yard out the the quick hitch the underneath crosser to rasheed rice and then you know the great job by travis kelsey kind of creating that rub there late in the fourth quarter or maybe that was overtime i don't remember exactly but those types of plays man like that wasn't what he was three years ago and he's grown into this you know and, and understanding 
how to play a conservative brand of football at times and how, you know, when to like let it go. And I just, I don't want to say it was a perfect game from him because it definitely wasn't. He threw an interception, obviously, but his ability just to make plays, you know, when you need them. And you said, oh, he's operating out inside of structure. Yeah, but he does the outside of stuff structure great. His scrambles, right? The RPO stuff, like the, the fourth and yeah. one where they're going to call the RPO. Like it's all there for him. And I think that's what, what you have when you have a really, really talented guy. And I mean, I think you look at that roster and you compare it to San Fran and it's like, you know, the receivers are okay. Tight end's probably a wash. Offensive line, maybe a wash, but he's the X factor in that group in terms of elevating that offensive skill position group and elevating that team. And it's just, you can't say enough good things about him. I know people don't want to hear that probably, but he is a fantastic football player that is is a lot of fun to watch, I think. I think the other thing that really sticks out for me is like his command of the moment and it's yeah. never too big for him. Um, he just, he just gives that like, come on, Andy, give me the next play. He has that yeah. little hand signal that he does. It's like, come on. And I also think of like situational awareness. I mean, I, Nick Bosa to me, like blows, I don't want to say like he blows the game, but like he blows a play that can make the game because on that fourth and one, like it's fourth and one and it's the chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is not handing that ball off. Like, why yeah. are you chasing the run? And like the moment, it, like in the moment, if you can just have that awareness to be like, look, it's fourth and one. There ain't no way that. And it, and if he does hand it off, then I'm probably not making the play within one yard on on the backside of it anyway. I I would be, if I was Nick Bosa, running full speed at Patrick Mahomes. And well, instead he chases the run on the backside. Like, screw the assignment. It's It's like those kinds of things of like understanding the moment. And I think that, you know, on the other side, by the way, defensively, like Spags nailed those moments in yeah, terms he did. of the calls and, and the situational awareness. And Romo talked about a little bit on the broadcast of like, sometimes you have to know the other guy. Sometimes yeah. you have to know, like, yes, the call says this, the assignment is this, but you have to, as a player and as a coach, understand the moment. And like Mahomes always understands the moment. And that, like when I say Bosa blows it, like he blew it by doing his job. He got manipulated by the play. I was about but, to say, I think the thing about like, that, that is I just want to point this out. Like with yeah. the Bosa thing, like I think that's a really well-designed play. And I think people sleep on how well-designed it is. And so what I mean by that is you get in like an essentially a four by one. And they ran that same RPO earlier in the game. And you can tell by assignment, they basically ruled it so that he has the he has the dive. He has the, uh, the handoff, right? And they're right. going to scrape somebody over the top. But because they're running a three receiver route concept and the back's running away, they basically account for every single coverage player to that side of the formation. So the guy that would normally scrape for the ball now has to match the back because it's a it's a three receiver, it's a four receiver set, you know. So I think like that's just good. That's like you found a glitch in the matrix as a play caller, right? They are not lining up to it correctly. They can't, from a position standpoint, get it done. And if they were to shift over and you're to hand the ball off, like it's going to be a big gain in the front side of the run. So again, like that to me is more Andy Reid like putting a player in conflict that's a good football player and Nick Bosa, right? He's an excellent football player, you know, one of the best at this position. But that's like that's why that game is fun to watch because he found yeah. a glitch in the matrix in two critical moments that led to explosive plays for that offense. And it's awesome. You know, and it's not something they do a lot in season. They don't run him like that in season that much. He's a scrambler, obviously, but saying, hey man, all our chips are on the line. Like we need to bring this this type of play innovation up, I think is again why why you watch these football games, you know. Right, for sure. But I guess that's what kind of what I'm saying is like Bosa does his job, but like Mahomes plays out of structure and is But amazing. I guess what I'm saying to you is like if 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 he doesn't, like let's say he, he does go upfield and Mahomes hands it off and you both scrape out, 
That's a it's fourth. And my, I guess what I would tell you is it's fourth and one with the Super Bowl on the line. Mahomes ain't handing that thing off. But I think the thing is like defensive structure. Like if I if I don't do what I'm supposed to do on his own read specifically, like if I don't do it and we both get the scraper over the top, like that's a first down either way. So like my and he's reading you. He's reading the defense. If they want to hand it to Isaiah Pacheco. Either way, it's a first down is what I'm saying. And like, so basically like you're mad at a guy who can't be right. And you're saying that it's his fault they lost the game. Oh, I'm, not, I I'm not I think mad that's unfair. I think that's I am, unfair. I am saying if I, if I am in control of the play as Nick Bosa, I am taking the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. And I think it's still a first down is what I'm saying. Okay. Isaiah, Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco can get the first down all day. I'm it's, not letting Patrick so Mahomes what, get so the what, first So I guess what's the goal there? Is The goal is to stop them from getting a first down would be my feedback. The goal that. is to take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands and live with the result as opposed to putting the ball in Mahomes' hand and living with the result because I like right, my chances it, of the result better. It's still a first down though, Craig. That's the thing that I, 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 I'm stuck on there. It's like you want him to run at the quarterback. I, I guess gonna, also he's going to hand the I'm ball I'm anticipating off. that Mahomes is not handing it off no matter what. Like but Mahomes is like, he, it's fourth down. I am not actually reading this. I am taking this ball because I will, I would rather try to fling it to Travis Kelsey or make a play myself than hand this ball to Isaiah Pacheco. But he's reading the end. Like that's his rule. Like that's the thing. I, like he's he, the end Holmes plays down. Care about a rule with fourth and one with Super Bowl on the line? I think he does because, like you know, I, I think that's why the play is designed. And Nick Nick Bosa does what he's supposed to do. Plays down. You're right, but I think if he plays up the field, he hands the ball off. And it's a first down either way. And I understand your perspective, but like again, that's not my job, and I got to rely on people to do their job. And again, that's a well designed play by Andy Reid that puts our defense in conflict and our defensive sure. rules. So like, I it's I think it's unfair to levy that criticism against him on a play where he can he literally cannot be right. Because you're reading, he's the read player in that system. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. I, I understand your point. I'm just I understand saying your in the point. Moment. I think I think you're wrong though. I think I think it's yeah. unfair. I think it's unfair yeah. for us eating eating cheese dip and curds on uh you know on the whatever. Super My lactose intolerant ass was not eating cheese. Yeah, whatever we're doing. But I was eating other many other delicious foods. Um I will say though, you talk about the good offensive design. Um the fact that they ran corn dog again, uh the play that basically won them the last Super Bowl, uh that short motion and out which causes tremendous conflict for the defense. Like that one what a call uh, with the game on the line. And you just, you can't be right if you're the, I mean, you can be right for the defensive back, but like it takes so much communication. Yeah. And I think that's something that um, in both of these teams, I kind of expected. I didn't expect a lot of field goals in this game. We wound up getting a couple mm-hmm. um, longer ones. Uh, and in fact, it broke the uh, Super Bowl record for longest field goal multiple yeah. times in this game. 
But the red zone execution for these teams all year long has been so good. And I think it shows like the caliber of play caller and the play caliber of play designer both these guys are. And, you know, once once that ball is down inside the 10, uh, you're going, this game's over. And f- think of how many teams, including the one that we talk about predominantly, like that just doesn't feel like the case. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, it was... <sighs> It was one of those games, man, that was just so it just had everything you wanted. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of people were disappointed, but like the the drama and like I think the other thing that really stuck out to me is it was like defensive football was excellent. You know, there was a lot of really good defensive football, great special teams play. Obviously, there's a muff punt, which is a mistake. But, you know, the, the field position battle early on to kind of get them backed up. So, yeah, man, it was uh, it was it was a fun game to watch. And again, I just come back to like the only thing that you can say about it, because like turning the football over, possessing the football. They each had a turnover. They each had some bad special teams plays, whatever. It just really comes down to, like, Mahomes is just that dude, honestly. And I think, honestly, this is another thing we got to talk about is how good Kansas City's defense is. Like, yeah, he just did such a great – and you alluded to this already, but, like, holy cow, man. Like, Kyle in that third period is trying to get out of, like, this run-first tendency, and he's trying to run some play-action passes, and just the ability for them, the guys on the outside to match up at a high level – the, the pass rush to get Crazy. home, the pass rush to read through all the noise and guys to get to their spots. It was just, it was really impressive. And again, like I watched Kansas City's defense a little bit this year, but I hadn't watched them like that. And to see how good they were in live and in living color and how good they are at every level of the defense, again, is, is really impressive. So, I mean, to shut down Kittle like they did is ridiculous. Um, you know, the outside guys, McDuffie, Sneed were phenomenal. Um, obviously up front, Chris Jones, it just how yeah. they, they do a good job of making him like, how was he unblocked multiple times? And you're going, that's gotta be a design flaw. And it's yeah. like, Kansas city is also as a design surplus, uh, or a design yeah. plus from them, uh, that they figure out how to get that done. And he's so quick. Um, but yeah, there are, there are key mistakes at key times. I think, I think the biggest criticism I would have of San Francisco is one that you kind of had in the back pocket all season long. And it's not Kyle Shanahan's decision to, um, you know, take the ball first, which we, I do want to talk about because I think it's actually a really fascinating like yeah. thing that I've gone back and forth on. Um, but they took a kicker in the fourth round, and that <laughs> kicker's not very good. And yeah. it is he that and this extra point is like I know it, it feel like the the phrase it's the difference in the game is like a little bit oversimplifying it because like oh well if they just had one more point then they won't go to overtime. But like think of all the strategy decisions that yeah. go differently down the end. Uh, because instead of kicking a field goal to tie the game, like Kansas City's now got to go for it if they're down by one. And like the the strategy on uh, for both teams when that game is is one point different, four to three in terms of the lead as that thing develops is is tremendously different for the final whatever nine minutes or, or whatever it was in that game. So um, that to me is like if you want to criticize San Francisco, yeah, they got in a rut offensively, um, but I credit Kansas city's defense. Yeah. They have a very silly special teams mistake, but like that's on some level, bad luck. The ball comes down and hits the dude's foot perfectly. Mm. Although, you know, you obviously you want your punt returner to do a better job of clearing everybody. Um, you know, McCaffrey's fumble, like it's football. Yeah. Those things happen. You don't take a kicker in the fourth round, <laughs> um, unless it's Sebastian Janikowski and then you take him in the first and then you have 20 years of excellent kicking. Um, but that is the kind of thing that has been their bugaboo all year long. Like they took this kid in the fourth round and Moody hasn't been very good. And yeah. um, it just sucks that it 
I mean, I hate it for Kyle and I hate it for that organization who I think is, you know, I think Kyle's the best coach in the sport. Mm. Um, it doesn't change because Reed's got Mahomes. Um, I think that that's one of the best run organizations in the sport that doesn't change because they lost in the Super Bowl again. Mm. Um, they've still made it there more than just about everybody else, except for that other team they played. Um, but at the end of the day, like that's a catastrophic mistake by that organization and comes back to bite him in the biggest moment. Yeah, that was a tough deal. And, you know, and everyone says I was blocked, but like it's a low kick, man. It's really, really low. And I think like those things, that's the kicker's fault or, you know, operation, whatever is happening there. You know, I didn't go back and study that. But yeah, and uh, those are it's a it's a building block. It's a piece. And I know people kind of wanted to get like forget talking about special teams, but they play huge moments in the game pivotal moments, right? Miss field goal, you know, whatever. And I just think um, you, you want to like invest there as a staff and as an organization, but like, is that resource, is that fourth round draft pick better allocated someplace else? And then you had to go through an extensive tryout in the off season. I don't know, but again, they must have had a really high evaluation on them and it's kind of a bummer that that didn't, didn't work out for them. So. Yeah. Um, the other big difference in this game for me, for San Francisco is that green law injury is like, that's, yeah. that's just the, the worst luck that I've ever seen on an injury running onto the field blows his Achilles and the game was different. Like they Kansas city attacked, uh, I think Burks is the backup and you just feel bad for the dude. Cause like, I mean, you feel worse for Greenlaw, but like if if Dre Greenlaw plays, like does that game go to overtime? Like probably not. I think San Francisco probably wins the game. Like he's that good and that much of a difference maker. We'll never know because at the end of the day, like 15 still on the other side waiting, but hugely different. And, and the way that Kansas city started to open things up was attacking what should have been Dre Greenlaw. Yeah. And I think Dre Greenlaw, like in addition, you know, you never know. We're we're playing this crazy hypothetical first off feel terrible for Greenlaw. Like what, just like a terrible injury. Like we should, you should do something on your train with the best podcast about that. Like, is there an actual increase in Achilles tears? Cause it just seems like everyone's getting them all the time now. Yeah. But, um, and just like, it's so, I, I don't even know what you do there. Like, yeah. I mean, he's just, he's running onto the field and I guess his cleat got, must've caught at a funky angle. Like what the hell? Well, I mean, this is kind of nerdy, but that like angle, that mechanism, like that drop step is like where you're yeah. really putting a lot of torque on the, but I mean, like he's yeah. done that, a yeah, thousand yeah. times. And it's not like year. he's going. I mean, yeah, full speed. I, but if anyway. it happens when he's going to run after a play, because it's like an instant launch. But like, I don't think he's even going full speed. He's going to run on the field. Yeah. So really bummer. But I think the thing that I noticed when he was gone was just the energy. Like every play, him and Fred Warner were absolute maniacs to the football. The energy each tackle, the way they energized the sideline, and all of a sudden this guy who honestly felt to me just watching, you know, and I don't know what he's like in the locker room necessarily, but felt like the heart and soul of that defense in the first quarter is gone. And I don't care how good that other guy is, that emotional investment you're getting from the team by losing that guy is just, it's hard to weigh, you know, that guy that's just every tackle is up like an absolute lunatic. He's giving everybody high fives, getting headbutts in, like it does something for you. And that that San Francisco defense, I think through the first quarter, probably through the it's really right up to his injury, looked awesome. And all of a sudden they were a little bit shook, a little bit out of sorts. And again, like his leadership, his energy, his physicality, I thought that was the other thing. I just was like, this guy's gonna kill himself. Like he's playing so hard. And so yeah, yeah I feel terrible for him, but I do think, like to your point, like his impact on that game up until that injury was was pretty dramatic. And it, it really is terrible that you know, now he's probably going to miss the majority of next season as well, which is just, it's, it's a dagger for a really good football player and a guy that 
you know, I was having a great time watching play play a game, you know, playing with like a lot of passion and a lot of love for it. So that's tough. Yeah. Really tough.